What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It has been a while since I did the hat tip, but I decided today, December 7th, that I'd pick it up and give it another go and give you guys my thoughts on the Canucks season so far and where we are at as a team. And we've got a few healthy bodies coming back, so a lot of it is exciting news. So let's just start this thing off. It seems as though there's going to be a return of Sutter, Beagle, and Furlan coming up on Saturday when the Canucks play the Buffalo Sabres. That's pretty exciting news because we just got the return of Anton Roussel, who in his first game scored a goal with a beautiful pass to from sorry Adam Gaudet. And I really like the looks of the uh, Roussel, Gaudet, Vertanen line, and that is a line that constantly over the summer... I wanted. I wanted to see Roussel because he's such a good leader on and off the ice that he could really take Vertanen and Gaudet under their wings, you know, under his wing and, you know, show him what it takes to be an NHL player going on, you know, dinners and, you know, showing him on the ice, hey, you should have been here, you know, and, and also, you know, it, for a player like Vertanen, I mean, you know, he's, you know, a high overall pick. We all know that, but. You know, it's about finding his legs and being more consistent. And I think Roussel is a perfect guy to, you know, take Jake, you know, for Roussel to take Jake under his wing. I think Jake has a lot of potential. And I think working with a guy like for, um, Roussel is going to do wonders for his game. I mean, we all brought in, uh, or the thought was that we brought in Furland to, you know, kind of do the same thing and help Jake out, you know, to see what it is to be a bit of a rambunctious player. But. You know, using the speed of Roussel and Vertanen along the wings with Gaudet, who can drive play as well, in my eyes, and he has good hands for the neutral zone. He makes a first good, you know, he makes a good first pass. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see that line continue with the momentum. I'm really excited to have a healthy lineup again and see more balanced minutes and not see a guy play, you know, five minutes and then, you know, watch Canucks Twitter lose their mind. You know, um, we just heard that, Goldobin, um, part of me, was sent down, and that's okay. Um, Goldobin has had his opportunity to prove that he's an NHL player. Um, 125 games and 47 points, I mean, that's, you know, that's good, but, you know, there's guys that are ready to go in the system that the Canucks want to get a good look at, like Zach McEwen. You know, I'd rather see what Zach, the potential of Zach is over um, Goldobin, um, you know, like, Sorry, you know, Goldobin just, you know, he, he had a good run last year with Pedersen and Besser, and that's obviously the reason, but if you can only play a guy in your top six and he's not producing at a top six rate, well, you know, aren't you just hurting the team at that point? I mean, yeah, Zach McEwen, when he played with Horvat didn't do too much, but that's because Zach's, you know, still finding his feet in the NHL. I still, there's still a lot more for Zach to give than I think what a Goldobin can give, and you know, it's it's time for us as a fan base to simply move on um, from the Goldobin era. Sure, he has all the talents in the world, but, you know, I would rather at this point see a Cole Lynn get a look. I know Cole Lynn's probably not ready, but that's my point behind it is that, you know, there's guys that I just think deserve a, de deserve a longer look than, than Goldobin at this point. And, you know, he's a great kid. He's, you know, he, he like I said, he has a lot of skill. But at the end of the day, I think it's time to that we all moved on. And, you know, 77 Reasons, you know, um, it's a great, great article by Chris and Quadrilli there. Um, so, yeah, go give that a listen to or a read, sorry. 
but I think there's 77 reasons to think of other players that you know deserve a look over Goldobin at this point on the Canucks roster. It kind of reminds me of like a Derek Pouliot situation and us leaving, walking away from him after a few seasons. You know, the Canucks are at that point where you know they've seen what they wanted. They don't see enough in them. They don't see enough in the player uh, to be there. So I'm just going to move on from that topic and uh, get alongside uh, the returns of Furland. Beagle and Sutter. I think that's amazing, and I think you're going to see an emergence in Bo Horvat's numbers because Bo will be able to take more offensive zone faceoffs. He'll get less time on the uh, penalty kill, so his five on five time on ice will go up dramatically. I think Pearson has been producing very well as of late, as we've seen. I mean, he, I, you know, from what I've heard, he's a pretty streaky scorer. He said it himself. And you also have Levo, who's a bit underrated. And this is where it leads to the question, do the Canucks upgrade the top six? So this is just about the returns of a few players, but I want to get into a little piece here about um, before I talk about the returns a little bit more. But this is about finding, I've always been of the mantra to get Bo Horvat another winger. Get him a good player, somebody who can score, but also somebody who can, you know, pass the puck and find, use, use, Bohorvat's strength, and that's his speed and his power. We haven't seen a lot from that from Bohorvat this year. We haven't seen the toe drags. We haven't seen the little dangles in tight spaces. And, you know, maybe he's, you know, with Sutter and Beagle out, he has to play a more defensive-minded role, and he doesn't want to get caught, and that's just what the coach is asking him to do, is play more defensively, be in better positions, don't try the things that will, you know, get caught when you if you get caught, you know, going up the ice and turning the puck over, something like that. So a guy like Tyler Toffoli's name, uh, you know, a guy like Tyler Toffoli's name's been out there, and that's a name that I've, you know, mentioned a few times over the summer that I think the Canucks would have interest in just because of the connection with, um, just because of the connection with Pearson being there and the type of center that uh, Anze Kopitar is, you could see that Pearson, Horvat, and Toffoli working out. Um, what a, the price might cost, I would assume summer in regards to a second round pick and a potential prospect. So yeah, that is a lot to give up for a guy who only has 13 points in the year, but the LA Kings are also a bad team and a change of scenery can do wonders for a player. I mean, we're seeing it with Pearson, we're seeing it with Levo, um, you know, and, and hopefully we'll see it out of Michael Furland. So I think the Canucks do have to upgrade the right wing position. I think there's a lot of top nine players in there, but I don't think they have the complement of having a true, you know, top six right wing player. Don't get me wrong, I like Jake, I like Levo, and I like what they're doing. I just don't think they're consistent top six forwards. Tyler Toffoli in his past has proven that. The only thing with trading for Tyler Toffoli is then you do have to extend him to another contract. The risk would be there that, you know, maybe he is done. Maybe he is just a top nine. But there's also a great benefit that he could be a point producer for the next few years. He is likely a player that wants contract length. So I think that's where the risk comes in. Now you have to accolade the money that Pedersen and Hughes would be wanting to sign uh, in the next couple of years is being eaten up by, you know, a contract of Tyler Toffoli. And not only that, in the next two years, in fact, next year, you could see the emergence of 
a guy like Vasily Podkolzin. You could see Nils Hoglander. You could even see, you know, if uh, Cole Lind really takes a stride and a few more steps, you could see him. Uh, Zach McEwen as well. I'm not saying Zach is a top six player, but you never know how a player is going to progress. So all these factors have to be considered. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> Didn't mean to cough. Rip earphone users. So you have to consider all these different things before, you know, just, oh, well, Tyler Toffoli's available. Let's go for that guy. Um, a name like uh, Miles Wood. Um, I've watched him play quite a few times, and I like the, the speed and the size he brings. He has some good hands. But maybe he's just another top-nine player, and you don't know what the asking price is. An interesting forward is Kyle Palmieri. I don't know exactly what his contract length is at, but, you know, that could be an interesting forward. He's a good two-way player, you know, good offensive game, great defensive game. Uh, I believe he can take face-offs, so that would be a bit of a help if Bo Horvat was kicked out of the face-off in the defensive zone, uh, having a guy that's ready to go. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, but if Miller costs a first and a third, what is a guy like Kyle Palmieri who kind of projects similarly to him in my eyes? Um, I don't think the Canucks are in the market or should be in the market to give up any more first-round picks, let alone seconds, because uh, you still need to continue to build and find players that are going to continue to be, you know, pushing the machine. And I don't think it's time to, you know, go on a cup run and start trading picks. You know, it's it's not we're not at that point yet. I still think you have to continue to build around this young core of guys, and you never know what you can find in later rounds if you do indeed make playoffs. You know, but you can't. I just don't believe you can continuously trade picks and um, continue to win. And I think that most Canucks fans would agree on the sentiment that the Canucks don't continue to trade picks away. I think it was good to get JT Miller. I think it helps the core. I think he's done wonders, and he's proven his value to what that pick would uh, be. Um, so let's move on from the Tyler to Foley talk. Um, and with the returns of Furland, Sutter, and Beagle a little bit more, as I said, it'll take a little bit. Of, it'll take a ton of pressure off Bo. Um, so that that's great. Bo has been playing a lot of minutes, playing a lot of hard minutes. So we'll get those soft matchups that we want. And I, I would think, and I would suspect, more offensive punch from Bo. Uh, having Sutter available means that Goddet isn't going to be relied on to take faceoffs, where he has struggled mightily. He's got a good offensive game, and I think. You know, in the NHL, it's, you know, center is the toughest position outside of the goalie and defense. But, you know, just saying that's a lot of pressure for a young player who doesn't have the skills necessary necessary to be a true third-line center. I think Godet will continue to work on that game. I mean, we have a guy like Jay Beagle who's great in the face-offs that can teach him. He got, you know, one of the best centers, you know, face-off-wise in the last decade, and Manny Malhotra there. So I think Godet will slowly improve that, and he'll, slow, you know, as he gets stronger base and he figures it out, I think Godet will figure it out, and he'll be a true third-line center that, that you know, Canucks fans believed he was. And, you know, seeing his offensive game already there, now it's about working on the other things while still continuing to work on that offensive game. So with Sutter's return, obviously Godet will, you know, be pushed to the wing or not on the ice for Sutter to take a defensive zone draw you know, or an offensive zone draw to grab possession, you know, so this is where I could see like, uh, you know, Gaudet, Roussel, and Sutter line, and then, you know, Sutter quickly making a change to get Vertanen back out on the ice. We'll probably see that quite a bit, 
throughout the next few games as long as Sutter stays healthy. And let's, you know, let's put our hands around Sutter. You know, we want him, you know, he's he's still a Canuck. So as long as this guy's a Canuck, I'm going to, you know, cheer him on. And, you know, hopefully, you know, he's he's had a, had a few big goals at the start of the year. So let's see if he can get his offensive game going a little bit. But, you know, his cap hits is what it is at this point. And there's only, uh, you know, after this year, year remaining. So... We'll see what happens with that, but he seems to be a guy that, you know, really gels with the locker room, that the, the players love him, and, you know, for all the hate that he has gotten over the years because of the foundational piece that Jim Benning labeled him and, uh, you know, the cap hit that he got, um, you know, I believe it was a six-year contract for a guy who hadn't played, and, you know, unfortunate injuries have taken away, you know, the success that he's been able to have, and it's... Uh, you know, it slowed him down quite a bit. So let's, and you know, and he was visibly frustrated when he did get injured because he was having a good season. It looked like he was having fun. And, you know, with him being out of the face, uh, without uh, off the team with an injury, the Canucks, you know, face-off percentage dipped. Um, the, you know, their possession dipped uh, because they're not starting with the puck. They're losing a lot more draws. So having Sutter there is going to help immensely with possession, you know, getting the puck to your D or you know, getting your puck to the wingers because you win a face-off, um, it's going to be a huge help. I mean, I love Pedersen, but the reason why we got Miller is because, you know, the Canucks knew that they needed to improve in that aspect and that Pedersen still has time to grow his game in the center position. I mean, he's not an amazing uh, face-off man. You know, he's a good center and he knows where to be going up the middle of the ice and, and playing as a center, but his face-off's just like Godette's not there. And we'll move down to uh, Jay Beagle. And, you know, the, the pride that he takes in being a defensive-minded center and playing a defensive role, you know, while trying to chip in offensively here and there and, you know, just doing a good job taking important D-zone draws, you know, late in games, blocking shots, you know, being a part of the community. You know, Jay Beagle, you know, for what it's worth, is a pretty great human, and uh, this is why the Washington Capitals players loved him. Uh, as well as the the community in Washington love him. I mean, if you look at any Jay Beagle posts, there's still Caps fans saying, oh, I wish we still had you on the team, buddy. We love you. You know, he was a big part of that team. And <clears throat> when we had a recent visit to Washington, you know, there was a, there's a line waiting to see Jay. Um, just saw a video of him playing some uh, ball hockey with some kids, and that was pretty cool to see, you know, him being a part of the community. And like I said, in regards with Sutter, you know, as long as he's a part of this team, I'm going to be happy. You know, he improved our PK last year. He's improved it even better, more this year. Um, so, you know, props to Jay Beagle for just, you know, being a stand-up guy. And, you know, can't wait to see him back in lineup. And uh, we'll continue on to Michael Furland here, who's uh, coming off IR with a uh, concussion recent concussion it was never said that he had a concussion but you know we we kind of all suspect that it was a concussion and you know with the concussion protocol blah 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 um i hope he can come back and find his game because his game wasn't there before the injury you know before that fight with clifford where it seemed he got injured um where it's believed he was injured with the concussion so i hope that you know like uh you know he can stay healthy and you know his because concussions are very scary. They're real, and they can cause serious... They can be a serious detriment to your health and your, your physical health and your mental health down the road. And we see, we've seen it with Sven Berchi. We've seen it with a guy like jo Johan Franzen. You know, and there's, there's countless names that I can name off that, you know, have suffered these massive concussions, these massive injuries to the brain. 
and they're scary. So I just wish for the best of luck to Furland and staying healthy and no more concussions, please. And if you guys could, you know, write something in chat and just say, please, Furland, just stay healthy, you know, because I don't want to see this guy go down again with an injury to the head. You know, that would just be horrible. It would be really upsetting. And, you know, I feel for a guy who plays the game hard. He plays the game physical, you know, and he leaves it all on the ice. I love those guys. I respect those guys the most because, you know, they're putting their body on the line, whether it's for entertainment purposes or whether it's just, you know, the style of play. They just, they leave it all on the ice. You know, he's willing to fight for the colors that he wears, you know, day in and day out. And <clears throat> I was really happy when Freeland came in and signed the contract. I like, I don't know if I've mentioned it in a podcast, but I've seen this kid play since, you know, he, I was living in Penticton and, you know, watching the young stars prospect, always, you know, enjoyed him, you know, and then we had the whole, you know, Calgary series where he, you know, tormented the Canucks and tormented our fan base and, you know, now he's finally a Canuck and, you know, I predicted that was going to happen over the summer and, you know, and here he is and, like I said, let's hope he can find his game and, and be a valuable piece to the Canucks, you know, pushing for the playoffs. I mean, this is where it all begins. We're 14, 11, and 3, I believe. I don't have any notes, so I'm just kind of reading off the top of my head here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you know, we're a good good team, you know, uh, and, you know, I'm happy with the production that we've been able to, you know, produce this year. Um, Goals-wise, I think our defense has been better than – majority of us thought we knew we upgraded but we didn't really know how much we've upgraded um and moving on to defense i mean alex Edler, alex edler part of me is now on uh injured reserve so that's a huge blow i mean he's playing some really big minutes and you know who could have saw it coming you know an alex edler injury right but all all jokes aside you know alex edler is still a big piece of this team and we still have to find a player you know to play along that left side once he's, you know, hung up the skates and, you know, I'll, I'll be sad when Edler retires, you know, for all the criticism that he got, he was a third round pick and, you know, played bigger minutes than any other Canucks defenseman in history. And he's a leading guy on the back end. And he has been for over a decade now with the Sedin, along with the Sedin twins. So, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's really upsetting, you know, not upsetting yet, but it's, you know, it sucks to see him go down with injury. You know, he's playing well defensively. He was putting the puck in the net, and he was, you know, he was willing enough to take a step back and let Quinn Hughes run power play one, is, you know, which he said he would do. You know, so he's a man of his word. He loves Vancouver. He loves the city. He loves the fans. You know, and he's been a Canuck for life. And uh, he'll he'll retire a Canuck. And that's something that's pretty special for, uh, for a third-round pick coming out of Kelowna. Um, you know, obviously he's from Sweden. But, you know, he played for the Kelowna Rockets back in the day. So that's uh, that's still pretty cool. And, you know, having a guy next to him who's uh, also played in Kelowna, Tyler Myers there, um, you know, played for Buffalo, played for Winnipeg, and now he's a Canuck. And, you know, I'm hoping for Tyler Myers' sake, he, he finds his offensive game. You know, um, that's what he's been advertised as, an offensive guy. And on the back end, you know, he's been handed a lot more defensive responsibility. And, you know, at times, you know, he's looked out of place, but most of the time he's played solid defensively. He's Definitely an upgrade from Erica Branson and, you know, to a lesser degree, Chris Tanev, because Tanev's a very good defensive-minded defensive defenseman. And speaking of Chris Tanev, you know, he's uh, in the final year of his contract, and, you know, there's some question marks surrounding his game, and, you know, whether it's just Quinn Hughes, in my eyes, that's making him look like a better guy, better defenseman than he is, 
And uh, what the Canucks do? Do they re-sign him? Well, I don't. I don't think it's a good decision to sign, re-sign Tanev just because you know if it's if he you know takes sustains any more injuries. I mean, you're really taking you're gambling a lot of money that I think Tanev's going to demand. I think he's around a five million dollar defenseman. That's what somebody will pay him on you know July July first next year. And I don't think the Canucks have the resources to be putting that to be putting the resources part of me into a guy like Chris Tanev. Somebody who's an aging defenseman. You've already got Tyler Myers locked up long term. You need, pardon me, you need some space. I think the best bet is to let Tanev walk, maybe find a trade partner with him where you get another defenseman in return somehow. And uh, sign Stetcher to a one year contract to see if, you know, you can hold off on, you know, signing Stetcher to a big long deal. And then, you know, eventually trying to, to re-sign Stetcher as your sixth or find a replacement for, you know, Stetcher. I was a huge advocate that Stetcher wasn't getting enough ice time. But I've seen some deficiencies in his game and why Travis Green might want him as a six rather than a four. So that's okay. I'm, I'm happy with, you know, the progression of Stetcher. He played 20 minutes the other night and didn't look out of place. And, you know, he's always battling. He's always fighting. He's another guy that I've, you know, I've watched his game develop. Uh, since Pen- since he played for the Penticton V's. So, you know, good on Stetcher. Keep battling, keep fighting, keep showing that heart out there. And, you know, never, you know, he plays bigger than he is. So I really like Stetcher. Uh, I want to move to uh, the left side a little bit with Quinn Hughes. And uh, I think he's been the MVP for the Canucks this year. You know, I know Pedersen's leading the team offensively, but, you know, I don't think Pedersen nearly has as many points without Quinn Hughes on the back end. I don't think this power plays as dynamite as it is with uh, without Hughes on the back end. And, you know, his defensive game for a 20-year-old player is, you know, it's not, it's, it's great. It's a good defensive game. He doesn't get beat. He knows how to use a stick. He knows when he's outmatched size-wise and where to be at in position. And that's just because the kid's so fucking smart, right? And then, you know, guys try to hit him. You know, and they either bounces off them because he knows how to absorb a hit, or he, he, they just can't touch him. You know, I mean, let alone the breakouts that he's doing by himself. You know, one man breakout machine here, um, or walking the blue line and dancing around players and using his skating ability. You know, he's not the fastest guy in the room, but his skating ability is off the charts. You know, he he glides on the ice, and you know, it's so smooth, it's like butter. Um, so, you know, Quinn Hughes is, you know, in my eyes, he's been the MVP. He's got 21 assists, and uh, I think he'll find, you know, I don't think he'll ever be a great goal scorer in that regard, but, hey, it's not something that's going to be a deficiency in his game. I think he'll fi- he will he always finds ways to get pucks in that. He doesn't get a shot blocked like we've seen in the past by a lot of defensemen because it's tough getting the puck through when you're getting pressured like that, you know, by, you know, guys are in the lanes, but he somehow finds a passing lane or he finds a way, you know, to get the puck through. So that's Quinn Hughes, and with the Reese Nedler injury, he's going to be expected to play bigger minutes than he already was expected to play. I mean, he's averaging 20 minutes of ice time at this point, you know, and good for him. Like I said, he's a young player, and, you know, to see the emergence of him, you know, in his uh, handful of games here, you know, there's a lot to to be excited about. Uh, Oscar Fattenberg's currently in the lineup, and, you know, he got his first goal the other night, uh... Or that might have been tipped by Zach McEwen, actually. No, it was the Jordy Ben goal. Either way, I believe I believe Oscar Fantenberg did score a goal. So he got his first one as a Canuck. And, you know, for a guy who's been sitting in the press box for the last few games, you know, he hasn't looked at a place. 
He's definitely an upgrade from Derek Pouliot last year, and he's a definite upgrade from Alex Biega. You know, all respect to the Bulldog there, but, you know, he, he is an upgrade. He's a better defenseman. He's a big body on the back end. He likes throwing his weight around. He had a big hit uh, the other night on Emma Stank, uh, Nemestankov, I believe, uh, Vladimir Nemestankov or whatever. Anyways, I'm not going to butcher that name anymore than I, than I already have to uh, and I already have done, but... He was. He's been. He looks solid. You know, he doesn't look out of place. He he makes a good first pass. He doesn't panic under pressure. And you know, I think he's a good sixth, seventh defenseman. You know, that that Jim Benning had signed in the off season. So good on Jim for you know upgrading his defense. And let's move on to the unsung hero, Jordy Ben. You know, uh, the beauty wearing his uh, basketball style uh, Canucks uh, skate jersey in the summer. There, looking like a rock star. Uh, yeah, no, uh, he, he's been solid. Uh, he's been everything is advertised. He is, uh, him and Stetcher have been a great pairing, you know, even playing with Tanev there for a little bit as well. But he, you know, other than the one time he got, you know, coned by, uh, Jared McCann there, uh, he's, he's looked fairly good, you know, and, uh, you know, he's, it's exciting to see, you know, Jim Benning making progressive forward thinking moves to, you know, buy time for his younger prospects like Jack Rathbone and Ollie Levy and taking the pressure off them and letting some of these guys develop. But at the same time, having a solid guy in the NHL who's good in the locker room, he'll stand up for his teammates, he'll stand up for himself if he needs to, he'll fight a guy, you know, he'll he's he's physical back there. Not, he's not very fleet of foot, but, you know, he, he does move around the ice pretty well. He makes a good first pass. He doesn't he doesn't panic. He's not sitting there dumping bombs down the ice and causing the Canucks icings and taking bad face offs with an unmatched center on, on on the ice. So these are all the things that, you know, I wanted to get to is uh you know, but let's talk about the top line. Let's talk a little bit about JT Miller and you know, the fantastic season he's having. You know. Uh he's been he's been a beauty. Uh you know, if I'm gonna quote the uh blue collar brigade here. Uh, he's been my biggest beauty so far this year. And, uh, you know, he's a physical guy. He dropped Ryan O'Reilly in that one game there. And, you know, he's been scoring goals. He's been putting up points. He's nearly at a point per game or somewhere around a point per game. And, you know, as, as I, I've read a few times, he wasn't the greatest center. But, you know, uh, his, his face-off ability has been, you know, immaculate. And he's done a great job there. Uh, in the dot, and like I said, he's taken a lot of pressure, I think, off Pedersen to to be that, you know, not saying that Pedersen can't be the number one center, but taking him off, you know, the face-off duties, and even Brock Besser has stepped in there and taken some face-offs, so there's obviously something going on in the Canucks organization that they see deficiency slightly in Pedersen's game, and that's why they have Miller there on that top line, that's why they have Miller taking the defensive zone face-offs, taking some pressure off Bo, but it, you know, majority <coughs> taking some pressure off of, uh, from Pedersen. I think the biggest thing for me with JT is that he's so he makes everybody around him a little bit better. I think his his hockey IQ is up there. You know, he's always moving his feet, he's always skating hard, you know, getting in on the forecheck, coughing up pucks, turning with the puck and not falling over and just doing just really really high percentage plays and that's why the Besser line, the Lotto line, quoting Jacob Calvert here. Uh, the lotto line has been so effective this year and has been one of the top lines in NHL. And, you know, I may post something about this is, hey, I have an idea with this line or I have an idea with this line. Look, I'm fine with, you know, the lotto line being the line for the next, you know, four years as long as JT's here, you know, or even longer. 
you know, you never know what's going to happen. So there's no, uh, <clears throat> I have not, no quibbles about J, JT Miller I, or quabbles, quibbles. I have no anything. I, I'm happy with JT Miller. He's, you know, going to become a fan favorite over the, the four years that his term, you know, allows him, you know, and maybe possibly more down the road. We'll see. We'll, we'll wait for that. But as for now, I'm, I'm excited with JT Miller. He's been a beauty. He's my biggest beauty. And to close things out here, we got a big game against Buffalo. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game. The Buffalo Sabres are a, you know, a high-skilled team. We had that incident with, uh, I believe it was Victor Olofsson or something like that last year with uh, Elias Pedersen. And, you know, it's going to be nice to be able to see uh, Darlene, Rasmus Darlene, if he's playing. It'll be nice to see him live. That'll be really exciting to uh, to see. You know, he's such a great defenseman and, you know, a young budding star. And Jack Eichel, here, here we go, Sean Warren. Uh, Jack Eichel is doing better than Austin Matthews, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, but Jack Eichel is such a good hockey player, underrated, I think, at this point in his career. I don't think – you don't hear enough about Jack Eichel, you know. Uh, he got in a bit of a scrap this year against Joel Eriksson Eck. Uh, so that was pretty, you know, he's, he's willing to stand up and be a complete hockey player and do the things the right way and, and play hard. Uh, the good news about all the players returning, you know, I don't mean to, uh, you know, shit on uh, Louis Erickson. You know, he's he, he looked happy, looked he looked good to go, and he played some good hockey for us, you know, the last few games. And uh, he'll be back in the press box, you know, collecting paychecks and sipping on pina coladas. Uh, so that's the end of Erickson for, uh, as long as the Canucks stay healthy for the, for the time being. So, um, you know, good job, Louie, way to pot one there. You looked happy, you look excited, but, you know, enjoy the press box, enjoy some popcorn, you know, uh, maybe start a podcast of your own because you're not getting any more ice time, uh, for as long as this team's healthy. Anyways, cheers. Have a good day. Enjoy your weekend. Don't drink and drive. Make sure you're drinking lots of water. You know, it's coming up on Christmas time, so make sure you hug your family and spend as much time with your family as possible. Uh, I just want to, you know, leave close out this with, uh, you know, uh, with a little story here. You know, Devin McLean, he's been a, a follower of mine for a really long, for the last year or so. And he's always retweeting, he's always liking my stuff. And there was an unfortunate incident with his father where his father had passed away over, over the week. And um, if, you know, you just... He, he asked to put out a hashtag Rip Kirk, you know, so our thoughts and our prayers are with you and of all of Canucks Nation are with Kirk and your family right now, uh, J, uh, Devin. So <clears throat> I just wanted to close it out on that note. Uh, thank you for, you know, being an amazing fan of my tweets and, you know, as things continue to grow in my in my world of Twitter and in my life with hockey, you know, I just, you know, I'm happy to have you as a fan and I appreciate everything that, you know, you brought to me and, you know, that uh, you bring to the Canucks Twitter and, you know, just keep, you know, keep your head up, buddy. Uh, we all love you and we all love, you know, you know, the memory of your dad and we're all trying to respect that. And, you know, I just, you know, if you ever need a mit, uh, you need to talk or you just need a hug, you know, maybe I'll meet up just somehow, you know, just give you that hug that you need. I know, I know it's tough and I know you're probably having a lot of emotions right now and a lot, you know, is going on in your life. And, you know, just know that we're all here for you and Canucks Nation loves you. And, you know, that's how I'm going to close this one out. So take care. This has been the hat tip and uh, 
Yeah, I just wanted my hat tips go out to the followers. I'm almost at a thousand followers now, and that's uh, pretty remarkable. Starting off with around 200 uh, last year at the start of this year, so it's pretty mer- remarkable the growth. And uh, I continue to hopefully grow as uh, you know as a hockey Twitter personality. Um, I just want to continue to grow, and you know, and uh, I'll have to do that with you guys because you help me out the most. The likes, the comments, the, the interactions with you guys is what I what I'm doing it for. It's not for a, a million followers. It's it's you know if if I ever reach that plateau, that'd be cool. But you know, it's about the the little interactions that I have with you guys, promoting other people, and promoting uh, writers to podcasters. You know. Um, like I said uh, about Devin, if you ever guys need to just talk or chat or you want to chat some hockey, you know, my DMs should be open as long as you're following and uh, just shoot me a message and uh, we'll we'll talk puck, we'll we'll talk some hockey, we'll talk about life, whatever you want to talk about. I'm there for you guys and uh, just want you guys to know that this has been the Hat Tip. Like I said, enjoy your weekend, but I'm out.